0: At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash business.
1: Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. February is Black History Month, and we believe it's important to honor, celebrate, and pass the mic to Black entrepreneurs and the support organizations that help empower them. Join us as we share the contributions and accomplishments of black entrepreneurs and learn about their lived experience as founders across Canada. Stay tuned all month and look for a recap of these stories and a complete list of resources at the end of February on the Startup Canada blog. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Fumilayo Odini. Fumi is a chartered accountant, but before you click out of this podcast, She's also the creative designer of Mishnat Fashion, a business she created to meet the growing demand for Afro designs mixed with Western flair. Fumi's designs are bright, they're electric, and her custom pieces include casual sweaters and bomber jackets, dresses for baby showers and birthdays, colorful pantsuits, and gowns inspired by the show Bridgerton. Fumi's designs bring color to an industry that can often be bland. Fumi and Missionette Fashion have received multiple awards, including the Award of Excellence from Black Designers of Canada, Entrepreneur of the Year from the Immigration Services Association of Nova Scotia, and Fashion Printer of the Year from Canada Vendors. Fumi, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Rick. I'm so excited to be here.
1: <laughs> We're delighted to have you. We're delighted to have all chartered accountants, but particularly the ones who turn into entrepreneurs. Just to get started I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that pivotal moment when when, when, when they leave their, their their day job and pursue their passion and start their own business and that's what you did obviously with your business what was that transition like for you was there a, a pivot moment and how did the decision feel?
0: yeah I mean <laughs> so because um, fashion is something I've always been passionate about the decision was quite easy for me. Like I would say, when I decided to resign from my work, the last day at work, people were like, oh, Fumi, you're, you're so happy. You're, you're so happy. <laughs> and that was it for me. Like, I didn't even know where the future was taking me. But uh, because I just I was just passionate about this this dream of mine, I was just like, okay, I would rather give it a try than not leave it. So I was excited. Also, the only thing that was pushing me was my passion. So it was so exciting for me. And um, yeah, I am not regretting that decision at all.
1: Are there days when you regret it? Like maybe for a couple hours?
0: <laughs> I mean, so for, for an entrepreneur, and I think every entrepreneur how they can relate with, there are times in, your, in, in the business where you kind of like sit down, and you're like, did I actually take the right decision? You know? there are moments like that, that I have had those moments, but um, at those moments, what I do basically is just to, what also motivates me is just to get back to my sewing machine and sew and keep going. So, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) I understand that you were making your own outfits when you were 10 years old and you're entirely self-taught. Is that all true?
0: um so yeah I mean self-taught when I say self-taught that means I didn't have to like go to a fashion school to kind of like really learn um but one thing I just found out of recent was that uh, my my grandma my maternal grandma used to be a seamstress she was late when I when I came to life, but, um, I just got to know from my uncle that she used to be a seamstress. So I think it's something that kind of run in the family and I picked it up. Um, so growing up, yeah, my mom used to have this sewing machine and I had a neighbor that was a seamstress. So, you know, I was always just intrigued by, by what she does. And I, I picked it from there. So when I say self-taught, basically, it's not me going, like, I didn't have to, like, register to a, so a, a fashion school and go learn, like, the way people do learn, here. But, I mean, I keep learning every day. I go on YouTube, search for information, and, you know, just keep learning.
1: <laughs> right. So, so take us back to 10-year-old Fumi experimenting with, Fashion and design. How did what did you start making it first, and how did that passion and your and the, and the products of your work? How did they grow and change?
0: My first um, when I was growing, my mom had um, this um sewing machine at home, and she would usually usually just buy fabrics, you know, like a lot of fabrics, but she wasn't making use of it. And um, since I was watching my neighbor, you know, so I kind of like started thinking of okay start experimenting something so the first thing i made was a tank top because i mean i was young those are the th- kind of thing that will appeal to you <laughs> was a tank top and um, i also made um at one point i made um an anchor shift skirt, you know and i'll say over time what has evolved for me is um is my creativity because as I keep growing, I keep learning about new trends, and um, I try to make my fashion more—not really trendy, but it's not still out of the place. So I try to follow. Uh, I try to follow trends and um, incorporate that into what I make. So yeah, I'll say my creativity has kind of evolved over time. So,
1: so tell us about uh, about the business. Um, did it get started while you were a chartered accountant or did it start it immediately afterwards? Tell us about the customers and what you know about them.
0: Okay. Um, so um, after I resigned from work, and before I resigned from work, I was I started making research about, you know, I started making research about what I need to do. And one of the things I found out was that um, the fashion industry in Nova Scotia wasn't diverse. So I decided to make Afrocentric my area of focus. Like I was like, okay, now why not bring some diversity into the fashion industry? So that was why I decided to make um, Afrocentric my area of focus. And um, I started making, and not just Afrocentric, not just the usual, because sometimes, and also sometimes people don't, understand when you say africa you know they don't know that oh this can actually be luxury you know there can be luxury wears made out of african prints so i wanted people to have that view and have that perspective so i decided to make you know just make afrocentric clothing and initially when i started i did i did a lot of courses like programs self-employment program. That was my first program that I did here in Nova Scotia, just to learn about how to go about the business. Then I did a a business builders program. Um, The business builder program actually helped me. It was run by YWCA here in in Nova Scotia. And the program actually helped me in in terms of visibility. I was able to learn how to like um, go to pop-up markets, you know, so that people, more people can get accustomed to what I do initially, it wasn't the it wasn't easy because um, Nova Scotia isn't so diverse like Toronto or, or any other big provinces. So initially, people were like, "Can I wear this? Is this not too colorful? Is this not too bright?" But over time, you know, people start they started accepting it, and um, I will also say uh, my collaboration with a, a local boutique here in Nova Scotia also helped. Because um, the boutique is owned by um, a Caucasian lady. So, you know, it's more like, okay, if, if she can carry it, then we can wear it. You know, that kind of opens up um, new opportunity for my business. And also... Um, I'll say, yeah, then I also do like, do go for trade shows. I've been to a trade show in, um, in Toronto, you know, and also do some, also trade shows here just to give the business uh, more visibility. And one thing I also do for sure is fashion show. I've done a few fashion shows since I started and that also gave, um, gave the brand, um, the visibility that I needed.
1: Right. Um, how would you describe the? I took a shot at it in the opening. How would you describe your products and your designs?
0: Okay. So I'll say my products, they are Afrocentric clothing, like I said, but they are luxury kind of Afrocentric clothing. You know, the type that comes with style, that come with. Because if I'm making something, I just want a little extra to it. That does not mean that I don't accommodate um, people that don't want the extra but i feel that is my style uh, a lot of people want that because for instance i'll say for instance last night was um the alifas chambers of commerce award and i i had few of my clients wearing my pieces and um they really stood out they re- like people were like who made this this is like they really st- and they felt like um they felt like queens and that is also one thing my design does i try to bring people's personality to each of the design so i when i when i when i meet with my clients i want to know like i want to know what they are thinking what they want do you understand once i'm able to connect with that i'm able to bring it to life because i i believe everybody's personality is different so if i'm making an outfit for someone that is like like i said extra and someone that is not extra there has to be a difference so that is one one thing that my brand th- does. We try to bring people's personality to the outfit.
1: And would would, would you rather work with uh, clients in Halifax, where you are, so you can meet them and everything, or or, or you're happy to create for anybody anywhere through your through your website and your e commerce site?
0: I've actually made Fit for for people in Toronto, even in US. So yeah, like. I don't think distance is a limitation. I've made, I've had, I have clients in Toronto. I have clients in Montreal. I have clients, I will say, yeah, within Canada, yeah.
1: So are you able to have a conversation with them and and, and, and still incorporate their personality into it? Yes. If, if, if you can't meet them in person, you yes. can still do that.
0: So, yeah. you know, so one good thing that um, the pandemic has done for us is it has made, um, you know, people we have embraced them, um, virtual virtual like these days you can just um you can do meeting just virtually and you could tell just meeting the person like virtually so what what i do is once people reach out to me about you know they want something made for them i just set up a meeting you know to kind of have that first consultation so during the meeting of course i use zoom i'm able to like meet them and see you know i'm able to perceive their kind of personality so after the first um the first um interview with them you know we're able to like conclude okay they tell me they give me an idea of what they want then i go back do my sketches give them back the sketches if it's something they want or if they want us to remove hard to eat, we do that after then we then um I then give them the option of okay, what fabric do you want for this? You know, we just we keep going back and front. We I make sure that they get what they want, and that is my satisfaction. Making sure that they are satisfied with their outfit.
1: And one of the things that it says on the website is that if they have a fabric they like, they can bring it to you, right? So it's it's not just your choice of fabrics, your, your, your use of color is stunning. I have no vocabulary for fashion. I can't think of any any word other than stunning, but it's beautiful stuff. Um, but, but you'll work with them on fabric as well as size and design and everything.
0: Absolutely. Like, um, so my designs are not limited to African prints. I've made, um, I've made wedding dresses and, um, one of the outfits I made yesterday for the gala night was uh, just a black lace dress with um, some metallic um, fabric with it. So I do make outfits with other fabric, but um, Mishnah fashion is just known to be an Afrocentric clothing brand, but it's not restricted. Right. Yeah. It's not limited yeah. to that. What's, yeah. what, what's
1: your best selling design?
0: Um... Last year, I would say is the Toby dress, Toby Mazzy dress. People just love the asymmetric neckline with the puffy sleeves in one one side. People love it. But yeah, this year hopefully we we'll, we we'll get more designs because I'm coming up with new designs that are coming up in spring and in yeah, spring. So yeah, hopefully people will buy more of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, you, you've written on your website that uh, that when you left your white collar job, it was a lifelong desire that gives you inner satisfaction to start your own business. So how does that feel Absolutely. today? Does it, do you still feel that inner satisfaction?
0: Yes. I still, I still feel so fulfilled. Like I, I mentioned yesterday, like yesterday we went for that event and um, it was just, it was it was fun. It was. I was happy. I was excited. You know, seeing people wear my outfits and it's, you know the, the the way they carry themselves. And you know, they, today I see one of them posting on our page, and she's like, "Oh, you made us feel like a queen yesterday." You know, those kind of things just just make me happy. So I'm. I feel so fulfilled doing this.
1: What was the nicest compliment you ever got as a chartered accountant?
0: Um, probably smart. They tell me I'm smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see how how they're both good, but one could be a lot more fulfilling than the other. Yeah. You know, tell me about your design process. You say you're coming up with new designs. What goes into coming up with uh, new designs? Fashion's a big industry. Things are always changing, but you got a lot of competition. Yeah. Uh, how do you do it? So,
0: for my designs, you know, Not customization. What I do is um, every year I try to look out for what is trending. What is trending this year in fashion? Do you understand? So once I know what is trending, I'm able to like incorporate it into my design in one way or the other. So the style or whatever design I'm creating is still outstanding. So I'll say that I keep up with the trends. I keep up with the trends Start keep knowing, you know, so if this color is, if this color is trending this year, then whatever thing I'm doing, I have to incorporate that color. If this particular sleeve is trending this year, I have to, if fringe for instance, is is trending this year, I have to incorporate it into my design.
1: Since this is a podcast uh, without video, people can't see what I can see, which is you're wearing this incredible outfit. That's green with yellow and blue and, and, you, you, you told me before we started that it's a kimono. Yes. So tell me um are all your designs I mean the whole globe. It sounds like the whole globe is 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 is, is your inspiration.
0: Yeah absolutely. Do you sell a lot of kimonos? Yes I do. Um really? as a matter of fact um the the boutique that carries some of my stuff she carries more of my kimonos because kimonos are just free, comfy, you know and um, if you want to style it up, you can style it up. You know, it's just that versatile. Yeah, yeah it's very versatile. So yeah,
1: fabulous. Um, and your business. So you sell through a, a storefront as well as online.
0: Yes, and I do a lot of pop up markets, trade shows. Yeah, tell me, tell
1: me about but, but the pop up markets. Where where do those happen?
0: Um, it's happened in different places. Like, um, I registered for. There's one coming up in, in Nova Scotia. There's another one in Vancouver that I'm going for in June. I just, I try to like, um, you know, increase my reach by attending those markets, you know. And um, it's, I'll say it's one of the things that has been working for the brand. Yeah. Especially now that, um, now that um, I don't have a physical store. So those, that is the way to just increase my reach. And also, I maximize um, the online space too because everything is right now is online. So, yeah.
1: And are you still hand-creating all of your fashions? Yes, I am. Can you see a point where you'll be too busy to do this? You'll need some extra help or maybe some machines?
0: Yeah, I pray to grow to that point. I mean, if... Um, if you want to expand, then there are some things, new things you have to incorporate into your business. So, if I get to that point in my life, yeah, I will definitely take that decision. But I, I won't, I won't still rule out the fact that because some people want something like really handmade for them, so we won't still, we won't want to lose customer clients that want that. We still want to retain them and still give them that.
1: Right, right. What what kind of reputation are you building in the in the Halifax area, or people like starting to see your, your fashions more often? Is there word of mouth? Is there buzz? Are you hot?
0: (laughs) I don't know. The other day, one of my, I'll say, um, someone like a friend, but you also had like a business consultant for me. It was like, because someone reached, some people reached out to me. They wanted me to like, um, do some kind of like, they have a space. They wanted me to like pay, um, pay and be in their space. So the person was like, you need to like know that Mishnat has really grown beyond that, even though you don't want to accept. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in my head, I'm still like, oh, Mishnat is not still there, but these are people giving me that kind of compliment. So, yeah, I want to yeah. believe that Mishnat is growing.
1: Is there a moment or a particular achievement that that, that, that you've seen in, in your entrepreneurial career that's made you particularly proud? You've won some awards, you've, 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 you've seen people, multiple people wearing your your, your fashions in one day. What's, what's the most meaningful accolade for you?
0: Um, I mean, there are quite a few, but the one that really resonates with me most, the most is the, like, of recent I started teaching some youths about the, I started training them you know, on how to make their home pattern, how to cut and sew. I think that really is one thing that I really love because I feel that if you're young and you have passion for something and you're able to see someone to guide you through, then the the sky is not even the limit. It's just your stepping stone. So for me, that is really, like, important. You know, the fact that I'm able to impart in, um, in this youth is really, like, is really something I love, and I will do it over and over again, yeah.
1: And how, how do you connect with the youth through school or college? Yeah,
0: so yeah. I I have a program with Aliphas um, li- Central Library, the library, Aliphas oh. Library here in the, in Nova Scotia. Then I also do with some creative, um, there are some creative um, school, so I also partner with them to make this possible. Yeah, well, that's fabulous. Thank
1: you. Um, we need more entrepreneurs connecting with people we need I think you because you, you're a role model i don't know if you're ready for that but you are a role model and you're showing people ways to combine their creativity and their work ethic and create new things the fact that you're creating your own designs helps other people realize they can do that too hopefully not too many so they don't compete <laughs> But, um, you know, people need to see this inspiration. They need to see that it's possible. Yeah. And, and, and you represent all that. Yeah. So that's very exciting.
0: And, you know, the, the, I mean, so the good thing about um, fashion design is that um, our level of people's creativity differs. So we can be 10th fashion designer here and um, we will have like a masterpiece we want to produce. And each one of us will produce different things. And everybody... Like people in the world we connect with each one of us um, creativity level. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, even if we are 10 fashion designer here, every one of us will still have our customer because people will connect with whoever they feel they feel connected with.
1: Absolutely. There's, there's, uh, there's so much opportunity out there. There's so many different uh, types of buyers out there. And yeah. no one is going to like all the same stuff. So the, so the sky really is the limit.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: what, what, what's your next ambition? What, 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 do you hope to achieve next?
0: I hope to have my own fashion place. <laughs> I think that's, that's the biggest thing on my list right now. I'm, so that that
1: I really that, want to have your own, your own store.
0: Yeah. So I want, I, I don't just want it to be a store. I want to have a space, a place where I can train people and also like still a store. So I have this big dream that I'm just trying to like pencil down and um, see how to bring it to life, basically.
1: And is that something you're working towards, actively working towards?
0: Yes. Yes, I am working towards it.
1: And, and what's what, what's involved? What steps have to be taken in order to get there?
0: So one is trying to know the costs involved because once you know the cost involved, then you can, I can start, um, you know, trying to look at, um, the possibility of getting some grants, you know, to help ease down the financial, um, you know, the finances involved. So I am already like trying to pencil down the cost and also talking to realtors to see what and what can mm-hmm. work for me. So, yeah.
1: Fabulous! If I were the city of Halifax, I would give you a a pop up stall in the waterfront all summer long. Um, Such a fabulous place there. So much, so much foot traffic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Is that a possibility?
0: Yes, I mean that's a possibility because one other thing is um, that's also one thing I'm considering. You know, in getting a a place a place that has footfall. So that's, you know, and is very accessible. Is accessible to almost everybody, even if it's not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah.
1: And one of the things I noticed, by the way, just looking at the, 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 the pictures of your fashions and the models on the website, um, your fashions look good on people of every skin color, right? I, I think we have to make that clear.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. It's, it looks, I'll say... Is for everybody. The fashion is for everybody. And, um, that was when I started, that was one thing, you know, initially it was, it wasn't easy for people to accept, especially here in Nova Scotia. They were like, can I wear this? But over time, they love it. They absolutely love it. Yesterday I had, um, one of the, one of the finalists award, um, finalist nominee that, um, she made a dress for herself and then went ahead to make, uh, like a tie and the pocket square for that. So they were matching and they would look, really look good together. So yeah, it's, and of course she's Caucasian. So it looks great on everybody, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your body size, you know, everybody.
1: Fabulous. If you could go back and talk to 10 year old Fumi, learning to use mom's sewing machine, um, uh, what what advice would you give her? What would you tell
0: her? Oh, sometimes I think about this. You know, I'm like, okay, a 10-year-old me, what will I do? Um, sometimes I'm like, okay, should I probably, I should have just focused on the fashion. But I would say no. I think um, God really directed me the right way. Because even, because the experience I gathered over time in the corporate world, also helped me in the business world right now you know i can say it really helped in dealing with customer knowing what to do how to act so yeah i'll still say yeah the same way probably just just do like just go for training too but i would say fashion is just inbuilt like even if you go for training you still the creativity just has to still come from within so yeah i don't know <laughs>
1: It's funny, you've hinted at one of the great paradoxes of entrepreneurship, which is that a lot of people will tell you, go crazy, start your own business at the age of 20 or younger or a little bit older, uh, because you you have less to lose then, than later on in life when you've got a a family and maybe a mortgage and rent and all this stuff to pay. But there's also a very strong argument for exactly what you did, which is... No, keep learning. Stay in school. Pick up the the skills that will yeah. help you be a better entrepreneur later when you when you throw yourself into it. So you know, there's no right answer. It's it, it, it's the answer is going to be different for everybody.
0: I know, right? Yeah, I, I I definitely know. But I'll say the skills I learned because I worked in the financial sector. So the skills I I I gathered over there really is like. It's so helpful right now. It's yeah, so helpful. I, I,
1: I would think that. <laughs> so you, you're able to surprise your accountant, right? By saying, yeah, I, I caught that error there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question for you, Fumi. Wondering if you have any final thoughts or piece of advice specifically for other designers in the fashion industry.
0: So for other designers in the fashion industry, I'll say... Um, don't let go of your passion because for you to even start is because you're passionate about it. And also know that um, networking is very important. Networking has really helped me in um, in coming this far. So people should understand that um, networking is important. Yeah, networking, Follow. keep following your passion and um, you should keep being consistent with whatever thing you're doing consistency pay at the end of the day don't do it today and stop doing it and you come back tomorrow you have to keep keep doing it and you have to be consistent that is when people will connect with you that is when people will know they can trust you that is when people will know that you are actually there
1: beautiful that's really well said thank you so much we've been talking with Fumilayo Odeni the owner at Mishnat Fashion. If you want to look at some of the pieces of work, you can find it at mishnatfashion.com. I will spell that M-I-C-H-N-A-T fashion.com. Check it out. It's the most amazing stuff you've ever seen. Fumi, thank you so much. We look forward to uh, seeing your collection grow and grow and grow and talking to you again in the future.
0: Thank you so much for this great opportunity. I really appreciate it, Ricky.
1: We're delighted to, to chat with you. Bye-bye.